We're here to help you guys, electricpreneurs all over the planet, master your sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver consistent premium level service. Today, we want to talk about overcoming logical thinking to get to that decision. And there's a few ways that we can dissect this and look at this. So next 15 minutes, that's what we're going to do. Let's break it apart. So hey, Joseph, why do you think that some people get kind of stuck in that logical mindset first off? I mean, there's people and then there's also us electricians because we're the, probably the worst culprit of this. When we get stuck in this logical mindset, it's because we focus everything on the troubleshooting, the wire runs. If we just do one here to here, we'll solve the problem, right? Yeah. But we lean so much into the technical, we skip over the emotional. Yeah, totally. And why is that emotional so important in a sale? Because primarily people don't buy logically. We buy to solve emotional pain points. We're either trying to run towards pleasure or trying to run from pain. It's one or the other usually. So if you think about it, when the customer calls you because they're trying to get a ceiling fan installed, we look at it like, oh, they just want a fan. But the emotional pain point is I can't sleep at night because I just hate how stale this room is feeling and I just want to get a good night's sleep. So would you think it'd be better if you were able to know what problem you're trying to solve so you can position your solutions to solve that problem? Definitely. Definitely. I've heard people say this before. So this concept of buy rationally, sell irrationally really speaks to that then. Mm -hmm. I can see that. That would make sense. Now, at the same time, I think it's important to note that we are on the level of premium service and the sales process is very necessary as we discussed in the live yesterday, but it's mm -hmm. also not to trick people. Correct. This isn't about being unethical. In fact, you got to promise not to use this stuff for evil and you have to kind of lead yourself with those ethics. Would you agree with that? Yeah. If I, if I could touch on that for a moment. Please do. So the thing is, is I remember when I first started off in the trades, I was told, I remember I was pulled over. I was on a new construction job site and my boss pointed to the sales guy and he was wearing a suit and he's like, you don't trust that fucking dude. He's like, you don't do, do not trust them. He's like, salespeople, you don't trust sales. He'll just do anything to get a commission. And most of us had that similar experience where we were told that sales is something you do to someone, right? My concept, and I believe that you share this endeavor as well, is that sales is something you do for someone. We are simply a conduit that takes you from a problem to a solution. And it's up to us to determine if we're not the ones that get the job, who does? Is it someone more qualified? Probably not. It's usually someone with a cheaper price. And is the cheaper usually the best? No. No. So as a result, what ends up happening is we need to get better in order to serve better. And when we serve better, now the sales start repeating themselves. Because we're a safe bet. Why wouldn't they want to go with us? Make sense? Totally, totally. So are you also suggesting that building trust up front, building that rapport would be a big piece of this then too? It's absolutely essential. People will not buy from you unless they like, trust, and respect you. I mean, think about it. Imagine you go to a friend's house and a friend wanted to wire something for you. Or let's say for some reason you were an electrician, Clay, and you needed help with something. If your friend came by and said, you know, Clay, listen, this is not a, I didn't expect to run into this. I know you wanted just a ceiling fan, but I opened up your ceiling and I noticed that you still have aluminum wiring running throughout your house. It's going to be a pretty significant project that they resolve. You'd have to trust that person pretty significantly before you move forward on it, right? 
I think so. Yeah. If I was just some guy that you Craigslisted and he came by and was like, oh, this is going to be a big project. You're going to have to do, you're going to be like, get out of here. Like, of course. So that's why they need to like and trust you. Right. And just a little plug for our process here, but we've been talking about these commitments today. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we're founded on this trust, then does it also make sense that following our eight commitment process? And as you said earlier, there's some science behind actually qualifying mm -hmm. people to get to that point where, where they'll a trust you enough, but also be able to make that decision today. Correct. Yeah. I've always found that there's actually, do you mind if I touch on the reasoning why we like the commitments the way we do? Of course. Of course. Okay. So there was an example that came up during a polling center and what ended up happening was they wanted to test and see how they could get people to vote more consistently. Now in the States, it's sometimes hard and we have this great right to vote, but very few people actually use it. So what ended up happening was they, the polling center was started calling people in their demographic. They started calling a democratic party. We're going to figure out what it is. And they would call and say, Hey, I want to just let you know that we're having the polling open. It's going to be open across the street in on the side of town. And it's going to be at this time. Are you going to be able to come? And everyone by knee jerk would be like, Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to be there. No problem. That only gave them a 35% chance of them actually leaving their house and going. Wow. That's not enough, right? 35, not quite. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to do enough. So what ended up happening is they followed it up with a second question was, this is a very important election. And I just want to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to you know, make sure this happens. So we actually are providing a car service where we can physically come and pick you up. And would you like us to send a car or do you feel like you'll be able to make it? At that point, they've already committed once. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I can't. Because if they did, they'd be like, oh, we'll send you the car. Now they took away their biggest excuse not to go. So the person was like, yes, no, I, I'll, I'll make it. I promise I'm going to be there. Don't worry about it. You don't have to send a car. I got transportation. You went by getting a second commitment. You went from having a 35% chance of getting them to leave their house to an 80% chance to get them to leave their house because they gave what's known as a free volition commitment. It's a free willed commitment. There was no gun to their head. They willingly said, no, I will come and go. Don't worry. And they did it twice. So what do you think is the benefit of doing that on a sales call or on an opportunity call or a demand call? Could we possibly use those commitments for the same advantage? Well, I think so. And that's what our process aims to, to answer. But to exactly. go a little deeper with that, of course, that's a plug again. But ultimately, like what happens then if I don't follow? If I've made that commitment twice, mm -hmm. I'm just logicking through this myself, <laughs> going through my own emotional journey with it. I feel like if I don't follow through, my integrity is at stake now. Mm -hmm. there's a, an emotional commitment, a tie to this now where mm -hmm. I could actually be upset with myself if I don't show up for that decision. I've got a great example of that if you're open to it. Perfect. So for all the married people out there, let's use this example. So let's say your spouse comes to you today and says, you know, listen, the lawn's really getting overgrown. And I'm thinking we're probably gonna need to call a landscaper because it's just, there's just a lot going on with it. And I want to know before we do that, do you think you're going to be able to, to mow the lawn this weekend? Babe, of course. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Are you sure? I know how busy you are. I know that things can come up. I know you're running a business. You got to be sure you're taken care of. Are you sure you don't want me to just call the landscaper? I'm sure. Pay him a couple hundred dollars. I'll get it taken care of. No, babe. I'm going to get it done. I promise. I don't have to worry about it. I'll handle it. We got the lawnmower of everything. When Saturday comes, do you have any doubt in your mind? 
that it doesn't matter what happens, you're going to get that one done? Better. Why? Otherwise, it's a big letdown for me and her. I'm going to hear Correct. it. Because it. your spouse is going to tell you one thing. They already gave you the way out and you declined the way out. And now that you're there, you made a public affirmation that you're going to get this done. So if you don't get it done, it does affect your integrity. And now you have to have a really significant, a pretty significant excuse to not do it at this point, right? Definitely. Yeah. So the same can be applied to every single call we go to. And it's not something to trick anyone. As we said, this is meant to make their lives better and more seamless. The more commitments you get on a project, the more likely it is that you'll be able to better hand the objections at the end of the call. Right. Definitely. And something that you keep saying, take a, take a line out of your book is objections aren't really meant to be handled. They're meant to be eliminated. Correct. A lot of times this happens all the time, actually, because people will call us and be like, how do I, how do I close better, Joe? What do I got to do? They'll ask for the silver bullets for their gun. Like what can I, what magic trick can you pull out of your hat? So I can start closing more jobs. And I tell them there isn't a magic trick. If you can approach an objection that you think the customer is going to give you before they bring it up, you can handle it before you give them the prices. The moment you hand someone your price, you've given them the control of the call. So what our process does is establishes all those commitment opportunities prior to giving the price. So that when you say, I'm going to give you a number, you know when they're going to do it, who needs to be involved, why they need to do it now who they normally call, what will happen if they don't do it? And Clay, do you think if they had all that information, it'd be harder to stump you? Well, much harder, for sure. Correct. Yeah. And tying that all back now full circle to the topic really was overcoming the logical thinking to mm -hmm. get the decision today. But in essence, we've done exactly what we just said. Now we've kind of eliminated a lot of that, the logical problems you'll run into later just by having those commitments and by having mm -hmm. that connection. And by scripting that process, of course, it's only going to improve as you use it. Correct. It needs to be consistent. If it's not consistent, it's not going to work. You need to be able to do it to a point where it's just muscle memory. That way, when you meet with the customers, you can gear yourself to perform the best level of service, solve emotional pain points, and deliver true premium level service. Love that. Love that. Okay. So let's hit the runway then and actually give them something. So say that all the elimination efforts didn't quite line up. Okay. You do get to this logical moment and you're at a point and you mm -hmm. have presented prices and this person just wants to sleep on it. Mm -hmm. Hey, would you mind emailing that over and giving us a couple of days? Sure. So I'd want to know a little bit more about the call as a whole, but let's just say in a vacuum, just so I understand it correctly. We've gone through every one of our questions. They've answered everything correctly. We've given them the number. We thought they were a great fit. They were ready to do it today. And now they're saying, you know, we really just need to sleep on it, right? There's things that you can do to position them to want to move forward immediately, but you've got to take it with a grain of salt because every call is going to be a little bit different. But if you were going to say, what could we do without knowing the situation? I'd first say, okay, I can understand this is a big decision but can I ask you a question? Is it safe to say that since I provided you six different choices, this top one's definitely out. Like we're not going to do that one. That's completely out of line. Well, yeah, yeah, we can't do that one. All right, let's get rid of that choice. What about, let's take a look at, let's look at some of the other options. Take a look at the economy. 
What are your thoughts on that? Well, no, slow, that's but it really, a couple but, things. Sorry, oh, talk over you. Try to jump in and role play with you. It, oh, it was low. It was my favorite price, but it's missing a couple things for us. Okay. So would it be safe to say we should get that, rid of that one as well? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So let's eliminate that one as well. So now we've narrowed it down to four choices. Take a look and tell me which do you think is the best fit for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's really kind of two, I think that we're thinking between, mm -hmm. but again, Joseph, I'm just thinking maybe a little time to sleep on it would be helpful. Okay. So you, which two choices are you stuck between? Well, you've got all these four were between silver and gold, I think. Okay. Those are great choices. What did you like about those? Specifically XYZ with gold, but maybe we don't need that with silver. Again, guys, we're very general here. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a way to solve that. So if the customer gives you between one of two choices, like this will happen where they're like, you know, I don't really know which way I want to go. I could go gold. I could go silver. I just got to sleep on and figure out which one I want to do. So the question I'd want to ask is, okay, just so I understand the full scope of the situation, is it that you want to do one of the other and you're not sure which to do? Or is it that you're not sure if you want to do the project at all with us? That's a good answer to have, right? Mm -hmm. Because if they're saying, I'm not sure if I want to use you, that's a different kind of objection compared to, I don't know which of these two I want to do. So if it's, let's say I'll handle both. If the first one is, I'm not sure which of the two you want to do, I would say that's completely understandable. And you're right. There's a lot of different benefits that's going to be included. So let's eliminate the four choices you don't like. And let's narrow it just down to the gold and silver. This is what I'd recommend. If you're certain that you want to do one of the two, but you're not sure which, I suggest we go for the silver, which is the more economical. What we can do is it allow us to start the project. We can get a date on the calendar. We can get all your financing in place. I can order all the material that's necessary, get you a date on the calendar to make this happen. And you'll have all that time to decide whether you want to upgrade. What I'll also do is day of the installation, I'll check with you to make sure that if you did want to upgrade, you had the availability to do so at 0%. So we won't even charge you an, up, an upgrade if that was necessary. So if I were able to do that, what would happen then? Then we'd be compelled to make a deal. Okay. On the other side, if the customer says, I'm not sure if I really want to use you. Well, that's a big statement to have because they've gone through all eight commitments and now they're saying they're not sure. That's now, instead of pushing, now we're going to pull. Our, our service needs to become scarce. Otherwise, it loses its value. So being able to approach the customer and say, well, I would love to help you with this. And I really do appreciate your honesty. The last thing I ever want to feel like I'm doing is forcing you to one decision or the other. So if you don't mind me asking, why did you want to do this project in the first place? Why don't we just not do it at all? I mean, realistically, I mean, what's the negative of just not having that panel upgraded? I love that question because it kind of puts them in a self ultimatum. Mm -hmm. Are we doing this? Wait, no, we're really committed. I think our example from RSS earlier was a hot tub on the same topic. Mm -hmm. Well, no, hang on. I do want the hot tub. I just don't want the service upgrade. I know. It's like how many times you go to a call, you got a hundred amp or you got a 60 amp A-frame meter and they're like, yes, I just bought a 90 amp hot tub. You can hook this up, right? It's like, yeah. well, yes, we most certainly can. I'd be happy to help you with that. But when they didn't factor for it, you'd say, okay, well, sake of argument, what would happen if we just didn't do the hot tub? Well, I already bought the hot tub. Well, could you return it? I don't want to return it. 
okay, well, I'd love to help you. And I'm committed to sticking this out with you. But if you don't mind me asking, do you want me to proceed doing this in an unsafe fashion? No. Especially with electricity and water. You think that's something we should compromise? No. All right. So let's take another look at these options again and see how, how would you like to proceed? Yeah, exactly. Great example. Great example. Thank you. And we are running out of time on this one because these are just short guys. We want to be able to show up every day for you. It's just like that. That was a little tidbit on overcoming logical thinking to get the decision today. There's obviously so much more training that goes into this and eliminating those objections in the first place and controlling that sales process from the beginning to the end to ensure that you're able to help people reach their ultimate great result, the thing that they want. I don't know if you noticed, but Joseph earlier, he did not go for the throat. He said, let's start you at silver then. Mm -hmm. And you'll have this time to think about that upgrade some more. So still giving them what they want, achieving the lesser amount, but also leaving the door open to then upgrade. And I can tell you guys as a curious factor, a curiosity uh, stake here, that in the install process, there's also another way to take another crack at that and make sure mm -hmm. that they're not quite into the gold and they want to stay with silver. So there's going to be other touch points in that process as well. I, if you don't go mind, ahead. do you mind add something to it? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I love that you picked up that we wanted to just start with silver, but there's a specific reason why we wanted to go for the more economical one than the more premium one. All right. Any idea why that is? No, sir. Go for it. All right. So the main reason why is because if we were to do the reverse, let's say we insisted that they go for the more premium option. Where are we now positioned ourselves as? Sales again. We're sales guys again. So obvious. Because what motivation would the customer think for us to want to get the bigger picture? They think we're looking for the money. Yeah. But by saying, let's go economy, it leaves them in one of two choices. It's either, yes, I agree, that's a good choice. Or no, I like the gold. And now if you like the gold, well, okay, Tell me, what do you like about the gold? What makes it so much better that you don't want to go silver? You see, I'm almost leaning for them to go silver. I'm like, well, what, what makes it so much better than the silver? Why do you like that one? Well, I like that one because it has extra years of warranty. It looks like it's got the whole home electronic safety system. It looks like you're also doing a renovation of the system rather than just doing a, you know, a rebuild. Okay, well, that's a great choice. So how would you like to proceed? Yeah, let's just do gold. So if anything, by me pulling it away and asking questions, I'm able to position myself to either get the silver or the gold. But if I get either one of them, it's entirely the customer's choice. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Guys, we always want to leave you with some actions to improve your process. So ask yourself, knowing this little bit of tidbit, that, that superpower that Joseph mentioned about the commitments and that being able to improve your sales conversions by 80%, how many commitments do you have in your process? Are you getting them two commitments before you're asking for the grand one, which ultimately is to pick an option and have a sale? Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else, Joseph? No, I mean, realistically, I think we covered a good amount. I mean, I only wish that these sessions were longer because I just want to start like getting fired off with objections or I kind of want to dig into that call a little bit more, but I know we're kind of limited on time. But regardless, if there's anything you guys are going to take away from this, it's that one, we need to solve emotional pain points, not logical ones. The moment you get into a logical bubble, you're never going to be able to talk your way out of it or do your way out of it. You can only solve emotional pain. 
And the next is always gear for two commitments before you ask for the final sale. If you don't, you only have a 35% chance of getting it. Wouldn't it be worth asking just one more to more than double that ratio? Definitely. That's why I got to attend that. Definitely. Okay, guys, here's how you can participate in this. Because we're going to be live in here, this is the Facebook community that is the home of this Electropreneur Secrets Live that we're doing. And the podcast is going to start uploading by next week. So you're going to start seeing this stuff. And you're going to be able to listen to this on the way to the job. So it's nice and convenient on your Spotify, your Apple, your iTunes, your all the services. What else am I missing here? Google, <laughs> all the podcasts. It could be, so- be anything at this point. This is the home base for it though. So if you have questions, if something's a burning desire for you today, feel free to throw it on the wall and you can just put podcast topic, boom. And we're literally gonna go through it live and you can attend that or just listen to it while you're driving down the road. Either way, we're going to be here five days a week at this hour, you'll see it in your events calendar. So please jump in the Facebook group. If you're hearing this live on the podcast, join our Facebook community, Electrical Contractor Success currently the Electricpreneurs Club, and jump in there and, and give us some fodder for this thing. Get a special mention, invite your friends. We're here to help you guys master sales, simplify your pricing, and do consistent premium service with your clients.